how deep is your family checking? Cause we're living in a world of fools. Break. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Christ in the Chaos, where a pastor's kid and a kid's pastor share their messy attempt at raising a Christ-centered family. We may not know what we're doing, but we are right in the thick of it. And this is how we're finding Christ in the Chaos. Welcome to Christ in the Chaos. I am Kathleen, here with my husband, Joel. And today we are talking about uh, our family check-in, but we're going a lot deeper than usual with our family check-in. It's the new year. It's a new us. We're doing a check-in, a yearly check-in. I think we should make this an annual thing. Sure. Yes. Um, We're going to provide a framework for a family check-in that goes a lot deeper than our typical weekly check-in that looks at what you're doing with your time and energy in a thoughtful and spirit-led way. But before we get into that deep family check-in, we're going to do our shallow family check-in. Like, how are you doing? This week. Our weekly family check-in. Yes. Check in with your family. It's that time of the week. Find out how they're doing. I'm doing all right. I'm actually doing okay for the first time in a week. Mm-hmm. I got like food poisoning or something last Saturday, and it just put me down for a whole week because yeah. I'm old now. Um, It was the worst. I thought you were going to die. I wasn't. I mean, it felt that way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's Saturday night, and I was, like, listening to you. I'm not going to provide too many details, but it was very scary. I'm just old, and it old. just, things hit me hard. I blame my sister-in-law, who is probably listening, because oh. she gave me cookie dough. <laughs> Although, it probably wasn't the cookie dough, because everyone was sitting around eating that everyone cookie dough. Everyone ate the cookie dough. <laughs> nobody else got and nobody sick. nobody else got sick. Yeah. But I'll blame her anyways, so that when she listens to this, she'll have a good laugh. How are you doing? Honestly, I am doing great. I was just thinking how good and relaxed I feel today, and this is actually the second Saturday in a row that I feel good and relaxed, and Saturdays are usually like my dark day. Like, even though you're home and even though we don't have anything always to do, I it's like I- Those fix- actually might be the problems. Yeah, I, I fixate on that we're not we're not having enough fun, and I get very stressed, and for some reason, the last two Friday, two Saturdays- um, I've been feeling a lot better in that way. Um, I also have implemented a, a few new things in January that are working really well for our family. Um, I just did um, my education through music training for January, which is a program that um, I've got free access to through Dane's school and has been... In case you don't know, education through tr- education through music is a thing where a bunch of adults get in a room and jump around clapping, singing, the more we get together. It's... I get emotional. It's basically Kathleen's Mecca. It is the best thing. And it is the most fun I have. Like, the thing I was, I don't remember who I was saying this to, but it is like, it's kind of for me, um, as much as it is for the kids that I serve and certainly for my own kids, though, I think everyone will benefit. And it's, I mean, it's somewhat selfish, right? I'm spending three bedtimes away from the kids for, it's been two weeks. Oh, they didn't like that. No, they didn't like it at all. But Time with the, dad? Mm-mm. There's nothing else. If somebody were like, what do you want to do? Well, why don't you t- 
take three, three hour nights off and go do something. And somebody's like, you could go to a movie, you could go out to dinner, you could go to a spa. I would do this every single time. This brings me so much joy. I have, I have no words for it. So I'm still <laughs> riding that high right now. Um, so I've been, that's been great. Well, let's get back down to earth. <laughs> so we are going to be talking about a deep family check-in today. And kind of as the baseline for that, a Christian life is uh, about ongoing transformation. There's no like, yay, I did it. I became a Christian and check that off my list and I am done being changed. And just life generally, you've got to check in, see where you're at with your goals, where, what are your goals right now? Have they changed? Are they the same? And make sure you're doing what you need to do to get those goals accomplished. The biblical basis for that is from 2 Corinthians 3, 17 through 18. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. This is like an ongoing process where the spirit is the guide. I, I like have this weird mental image of like um, a snake, which is very like very Christian, right? To think of myself as a snake, but that every time I shed new skin, um, I look more like Christ underneath. And um, it's kind of funny because you can, there are times when you're kind of in that ebb and flow of your spiritual life and you know that you're coming into a new mm -hmm. skin. And it's like, you sit there and you're like, well, how much did I change that time? And it's like, as you're shedding your skin, you kind of like, well, the work that I did and how much I let God in, um, am I becoming something new? And did I, did I make a big jump this time? It's like, um, you're just in this constant growth that is a transformation, transformation, transformation. And um, I, that's a weird way of looking at it, but no, that's kind of how I think of it. Uh, C.S. Lewis had the same kind oh, of idea. Me and C.S. Lewis. With, um, <laughs> with cousin Eustace, who got oh, really greedy yeah. and stole the dragon's treasure and turned into a dragon. And then he asked oh, gosh, Aslan, how do I turn back into it? How do I become human again? How do I get closer to being like you? And Aslan said, well, you got to, you got to scratch deep, got to scratch deep to change. You got to take off that old skin. And in C.S. Lewis's, Eustace couldn't do it by himself. And so Aslan said, here, let me do it. And then just, you know, lion claw. Yeah. And it hurt, right? It was painful. He was having that old life ripped away, but underneath was the human, the, the person, the, the next layer in this metaphor, the more Christ-like figure. We developed, we developed, I learned that I stole this process straight up, but there is, if you are somebody who studies this kind of stuff, you will immediately recognize my process as one that already exists in the world. But in fairness to me, I came up with it totally independently and was only told after the fact that my process actually already existed. Um, but the reason we have this process of evaluating your life and letting the spirit be your guide through it, you can't be transformed like if, if the spirit is guiding you into something, you can't be transformed if you don't show up for the tour, right? If you're like, the spirit is leading my life, but I'm never going to look at my life to see whether I'm listening or whether I'm growing or whether I'm changing. I'm just going to keep going forward. Then you're not really helping yourself along with the transformation. No, we're just going to put him in the slow moving death trap, close <laughs> the doors and assume everything goes as planned. Um <laughs> and and so you also you can't be transformed if you don't follow the guide or you won't be transformed as effectively if you're not asking for the spirit's help. So today we're giving the framework to look at your family life and figure out under the guidance of the Holy Spirit what you specifically and what your family generally 
are going to look like in the next more glorious and more Christ-like iteration where it said the ever-increasing glory. That's what we are going to try to do. And the framework for that is, as you think about your life and your family's life, one, what is working? Two, what is not working? Three, what is ready to be taken to the next level? And four, what is it time to let go of? And before we do that as a family, we are going to pray for the spirit to guide us. And so should you. This is not a helpful framework if you are doing it without the help of the Holy Spirit. You are going to go down some paths that are just going to be a huge waste of your time and energy and could lead to a lot of heartache. So Always a good place to start. Spirit, be with us in this discussion. Lead us down the correct path. Help us avoid the traps and the pitfalls along the way. Help us keep our eyes on you and off the distractions of this life that so often pop up around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The first question is then, Joel, what is working? What is working for you? I was going to say I'm working for you. Uh, (laughs) No, Uh, I actually, I think we're working pretty well. We, other than... You having a few frustrating moments this last week when you wanted me to help with the kids, and I just kind of looked at you like, eh. Um, but other than that, up until then, we'd been having, I think, really good communication, uh, really good goal setting and follow through, and really good kind of, we're not getting we're everything done. not at each done. other's throats either. Yeah, we're not getting everything done that I'd like to get done. Uh, there's still some problem areas in life as far as like, oh, we need to clean up X. We need Don't to do talk X. about them yet. That is for what is not working, Joel. But I think the process we've kind of come to of talking through things and working through things has been pretty good. I think we've been a lot kinder to each other and a lot more connected over the last few months. Yeah. Um, which has been something that's been growing really in the last couple of years. I think we hit our hardest point when Levi was about 18 months old and he's now almost four. Um, So it's really been years now that things have been better. Um, But I really think you're right. We've kind of hit our stride in the last few months. And for me, being kind to you is my number one hardest thing that I deal with all the time. And we've been in a place where it, for whatever reason, it hasn't been so hard. But I did have an idea Um, the other day. No, this you'll like this, I think. The other day I was mad at you for something that was not your fault, but I had I could not get over my frustration and the anger I was feeling and the the thing I was sending at you was not related to anything that you were doing. And I feel like we should have a code word for when my anger is getting thrown at you, but is not related to you. Okay. I have a code word for you. It's say... I'm frustrated because, and then talk about the I, thing that's no, frustrating but here, no, you. But, but, I don't, don't yell no, at me. No, no, no. I don't know what it is. I cannot uh, put my finger on it. I don't know what it is. I'm frustrated. I'm mad. I'm upset. I can't function the way I normally function. And I just need a word like, um, let's see. You know what? I think any quiet word where you're not yelling at me would be a good word. I need to say like, I'm looking at pictures around don't, right now. Just don't um, say anything. Buckingham Palace. There's a picture of us in front of Buckingham Palace. When I say Buckingham Palace, you will know that next time that means that my anger and frustration is not related to you, even though I'm directing at you. And I think that gives me permission to be like mad at me for no reason. No, no, to not. It's my way of articulating this. I'm embarrassed by the way I'm acting 
and I can't let go of it, but it's not about you. <laughs> Buckingham Palace. What's working for you besides me? Yeah, I know you are working for me. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the things is I have a really, um, really steady personal study going on right now. I'm using Cultivate What Matters, Write the Word Journal. I'm writing every weekday, um, spending time writing out scripture, praying and studying acts. I've been doing that for a long time and I'm very, I look forward to it in the morning. I do it with my coffee. The ritual of it feels good. And I'm doing something that's challenged me in the past, which is studying scripture or, or reflecting on scripture without an active study. I'm still do, studying acts, but, but the writing, the write the word journal is me meditating on scripture without having to read somebody else's commentary about what it's about. I think our rituals, our morning ritual, our nighttime ritual are great. I am working on our afternoon ritual. Um, I set a schedule and it's starting to really come in into mm -hmm. um, place, um, but it's not as solid. But the morning and night are solid and working really well for us. And um, and the main thing that is working for me right now is um, I have put down my phone and I'm embarrassed to say how much I rejected um, everybody like your phone makes you depressed. Your phone makes you um, have a short attention span. Your phone takes away from your social interactions. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And um, I got to the point where I realized that the time I was spending on the phone was affecting my ability to interact with our kids like majorly. And um, I found a great book called How to Break Up with Your Phone. I read the first half of it. There's also a 30 day detox, which I haven't been following that. You know what? I have been following it pretty carefully. I just need to catch up two days. And that book is fantastic. And it turns out just reading the science of what the phone was doing to my brain was so in line with what I felt like it was doing to my brain that it was, it has been easy to put it down. It has been easy to ignore it. And I have felt a thousand times more energy um, I'm, I literally, I think I'm sleeping better. I think I'm have more energy during the day and I think it's affecting my mood drastically. Um, so I will report on this in like a couple of months too, <laughs> because it's only been two weeks that I've been doing this and, and, and I probably will do a whole episode about it if it's as good as I think it is, because if it's as good as I think it is, it's going to, it's absolutely changed my life to let go of the phone. So what in life is not working? I'm... I'm really stressed about, I'm not stressed. We have our budget going. Um, we just don't have enough money. And it's a silly thing. We, we had to uh, cut the kids' gymnastics. And we have a major, a few major expenses coming up um, in the next three or four months. Um, we have things we want to do to the house. And we like, we like to be creative with the house. We like to make it a warm and comfortable space. We just don't have the money to do anything that we want to do. Um, and we've got like a about a four or five thousand dollar trip coming up. We've got two thousand dollars worth of dental care that needs to be paid for, and and we and we just it just feels like we can never get our feet under us, no matter what. And I'm trying to increase our giving all year, um, which I've just done. That's the baseline, and all the other stuff's going to have to fall into place around it. Um, but it's still really. It's just, I just feel like we can never get ahead, even with budgeting and even with trying to be more careful. I feel like we can never mm. get ahead. I feel like we're, we're doing okay. It's, it's hard because we do have some fixed expenses coming up that we can't change, 
but I think we're doing pretty good. Um, Christmas kicked our butts a little. But yeah, we could. I mean, I could do. I could have been more careful with Christmas. But I it, in in planning for Christmas, I budgeted for the boys, and I didn't realize that the real cost of Christmas is the gifts and stuff for other adults. And I don't even go crazy. I don't get that many people gifts, but it just added up really, really fast. Do you have any solutions I, other than continuing to budget? And we're, I mean, we're the one. The one thing that we have over last year is we at least know what our financial situation is on a day to day basis. I always know where we're sitting and what's going on. But I just feel like there's never enough, and I I don't I don't know <laughs> I don't have a solution for it. Uh, what about you? What's not working for you? The this is gonna sound weird, but outside stuff isn't working for me. I just don't have the time. I don't have the energy when I have the time. I don't have the space to. It's cold too. Yeah, I don't have the space to do the things I need to do outside to keep the house in order. I think you're being um, too specific because I think it's it's. You're not getting any time to do the work that you primarily do. It happens to almost all be outside. Yeah, but I'm keeping up with the inside stuff I feel like I need to do. Like, But I guess maybe it's just there's it's not a- enough time to do everything. And I mean, stupid stuff like raking leaves, but also we had an accident in our front yard. Well, we didn't. Still- <laughs> Someone else did. There's um, still the debris from still debris. the person that barreled into our car. It's just a matter of finding time and getting things done and I just don't feel like I have it. Um I have to say that with new Kathleen Saturday um that I feel like that maybe we'll be able to I was just I was feeling like you know how there's like seasonal affective disorder and like I really feel like I was like depressed every single Saturday. And that when you tried to leave, I mean, we had a, a Saturday a few weeks ago, and granted, it was a pretty stressful day anyway, where you were trying to do something, and I kept trying to get you to stay inside, and when we finally, like, figured out that I needed you to stay inside, you were, like, on the floor, and I just, like, draped over you and cried for, like, an hour, and it's, like, if that really is something that I'm getting over, which it's been, like, a couple of weeks now where I haven't felt that way, then possibly... Um, I can that go would rake mean, leaves, lucky yep. me. Or I could help you rake leaves. I like doing yard work. I especially love raking leaves. I have a, it's like the Zen garden thing. But anyway, so maybe that's something that there's, there's a light at the end of that tubble, tubble, tunnel. The next question is, what is ready to be taken to the next level? But like, what is right for the picking? I think this pod. I'm ready to take this pod to the next level. Do you have any ideas or are you yes. just ready to take oh, it to the ideas. next level? <laughs> I'm ready to get shirts done because you, your sister- You think that shirts are Christmas, the only thing? It, no, it's a, it's called a step. But for Christmas, your sister got us Christ in the Chaos mugs and they're awesome. Yeah. Ready to get shirts going. Ready I mean, that was to, our anniversary present. But I'm ready to start like advertising, like using some of that Facebook advertisement, like actually spending some money on it, actually putting some effort out to see if we can't grow our little- listenership yeah and congregation flock whatever you are mm-hmm. um the chaosers the ca- <laughs> that's um, a terrible name i don't know but i'm ready to to move this up to that next level and either fail at that and come back here or succeed and and grow a little yeah i mean or grow a lot we have had steady listeners and steady growth um steady growth since we started and so, um, for me, 
I know that is just something that I am very cautious of. I want it to be spirit led and I want it to be for the glory of God and not for any other reason. And um, I'm not saying that like advertising or growth would be for any other reason, um, but I'm just cautious of that. It's primarily to justify me having new t-shirts. I know But it it's also about <laughs> spreading the word and getting this out. I think we have a good product at this point and I'd like to get more people involved. What are you taking to the next level? Um, I think that the kids, especially Dane, are at a... This is not true of Levi, so I'm just going to say it as of Dane. Um, Dane is ready for some spiritual growth. Um, both the kids have good foundations of what they know. And, um, and, I, and there have been evidence of moments where I'm like, oh, it is really penetrating your heart what we're doing here. Like, I had to explain to Dane that he didn't have to lose to rock, at Rock, Paper, Scissors on purpose. Um, because he's like, well, she was, she wanted me to lose and I follow God and I didn't want to hurt her feelings. So, and I was like, okay, well, that's not how rock, paper, scissors works, but I'm glad that when he was thinking about, um, Mm -hmm. like the game he was playing, that he was thinking about the feelings of somebody else and that that was related to, um, his life with Jesus. Um, he's also a good sharer, especially with his brother. Um, the materialism thing is. Um, he's very, he is a little materialistic. He loves toys and he wants more things, but he also often will go, you know, toys aren't more important than people when he, when something breaks or, um, if something isn't going his way. And so there's some things that are getting through, but I just think I haven't worked out what the next step is, but I think that there is a next step for him, um, where our, our, our spiritual disciplines and the, the things that we do every day, um, can just be revved up a little bit beyond just prayer and devotional, mm-hmm. something that penetrates his heart more. What are you letting go of? What's what is ready to die? Um, my dream of my children being athletes. <laughs> uh, no, that is not true. I mean, I've always I have already let go of that. But one of the things that I've had way a, a lot of trouble letting go of is they're in gymnastics. We love their gymnastics place. It's down the street. The staff is amazing. I've learned a lot personally about running kids programming and and their staff from their staff culture. And I think they've been so good for our kids in so many ways. But the reality is it's 150 bucks a month that we don't have and that the kids are not, they don't need it anymore. It's not that it wasn't good when we used it. It's just that they have outgrown it. Um, so we just put it, we just suspended our, not membership or whatever, but our, our, we suspended our classes there and we're going to see if they miss it. Um, because we can't really afford for them to keep going on it. And, um, if it's not doing, if if, yes, if it, if it's like something that I feel like they really need, especially Dane, who I think is getting a little bit more out of it. Um, if it's something that I feel like was beneficial and I, and I didn't realize it, but if we can let go of it, we just need to for, for financial reasons. And because it's just time to move on. And it kind of goes with that. Like Dane is, is growing up. He doesn't need to be, he's not going to be a gymnast. <laughs> he doesn't need to be in gymnastics anymore. Um, but I just, the only reason I'm still with it is because I'm loyal to them. And, and I think that they have a good product and that's a silly reason to continue to use a product that no longer fits your family. And then I also talked to Dane about, swimming this summer, which he was pretty clear he didn't want to do. And it's hard for me to not have my five-year-old kid on a swim team. But the reality is if he doesn't want to do it, 
I'm not going to make him do it. And there's plenty of other things that we could spend mm-hmm. our summer doing. Like we have. Like I, anything else. Well, and, and we anything. have, he has been taken a, a huge interest in um, building things, creating things, making things out of paper and tape and glue and cardboard. And um, he's let me read to him for hours while he does it. And this is like such a, a like great thing. And, and the best part is he's, he sees himself as a creative person right now. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm creative. I always think of things to make. I, and he's, this is like an identity, this internalizing. And I'm like, yeah, but you weren't on the swim team. And I'm like, what a stupid thing to worry about. Agreed. I just need to let go of the things that I was and let him be who he is. What are you letting go of? The other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. Like gymnastics, it's something I think we've outgrown. That the purpose of it was to make you go on dates with me, and it succeeded. And now you're used to going on dates with me, and the kids <laughs> and are having old a babysitter. Enough, yeah, the kids are old enough now that we can leave them with babysitters, or we can bring them with us sometime to movies. And so the other one is is dead now; it's gone. And I have a ton of ideas for other podcasts we can do, just because I like doing podcasts with you. Yeah, but uh, this is the one I'm focusing on now, and the other one has gone to that great podcast. We, in the sky. We should just like still do it for ourselves and then not edit it and just keep the recordings um, because it is super fun to record. Yeah. Well, um, the kids still have theirs, but nobody gets to listen to that one. That's just for grandmas and grandpas and uncles and aunts. <laughs> and that's why we do that one. And I'm going to keep doing that. But ours Spending is, the time to edit it is really yeah, what it is. And it's just something that we now we kind of as a habit... I think even with this one, as a habit, we just talk about these things now. Yeah. And so it's outlived its purpose and I've had to let it go. Yeah. So given what's working and what's not working, what's our plan moving forward? How do you plan to implement those things, to change those things, to work towards those things? A couple of things like the the letting go of, of the sports for Dane is kind of looking forward to what door could be open next um we did find a camp that was like uh about robots no it's the door no it's Mythbusters. yeah it's the door that's opening it's a Mythbusters camp and i thought oh he would love that and he's been and i tell you he's been asking me about it over and over and over again yeah um so and then there's um for his spiritual growth um i've just gotta gotta really think about what is appropriate um, it's not, and it's not about learning. I would say that he understands the story and the theology better mm-hmm. than most fourth and fifth graders. It's the heart stuff that, and it's going to be things that don't look like spiritual growth that we're going to need to work on, like spending our time caring for others and sacrificing for others and um, being less materialistic. I just, I, I have to kind of, mm-hmm. I have to make, develop a strategy for, and maybe maybe the next step is observing where I think he's missing that element in his life, that he's missing Jesus in his life, and then making a strategy for how to give him guidance in those areas. Well, I wouldn't worry too much. I wasn't much of an athlete, and it's only been 10 years and two kids, and I think most your family has mostly forgiven <laughs> me for it. <laughs> it just it took me a while to get in my spiritual groove and figure out where I am and what I need to work on, but... I got there. Yeah. And so I think just keep at it and. And have your eyes open and be open to. Be willing to to be led to where you weren't planning on going 
and maybe where you didn't want to go. Yeah. And just eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on the spirit. If you look down, you'll get lost. So now it's time for what Joel thinks is everyone's favorite part of the podcast. So that came up. It's definitely my favorite part this week because I'm going to brag a little. I'm going to brag a little. I had an idea at one point of when the boys get really upset about something that's that's really dumb or that isn't, you know, an injury or a real someone was like a real feeling. They're just upset, they're tired, they're whatever. I started asking them to find things. We played kind of I spy. I say, okay, hey, can you find me something green? Can you find me something blue in the room? Can you find me something red in the room? I see something orange. Can you see something orange? Things like that. I mostly did colors because it was easy. It was simple for them to figure out. They didn't get lost. It's a distraction. It's a distraction. It gives them something to focus on and something to succeed at and something to help me with. They're helping me with. And then we kind of move out of that feeling of upsetness into a feeling of helpfulness. And it works. It's worked out really well. And I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. And then I read an article a couple weeks ago now because we've been on break. But it was an article by a child psychologist that was like, hey, here's a thing you can do when your kid gets upset. And it was exactly my thing. You're a genius. And I was like, I know, child psychologist. Thank you. You're welcome. But it is, I mean, it did work for us. It works better with Levi than with Dane. So your mileage may vary, but it is a <laughs> technique that it helps a lot and it gets them focused on something else, something positive, being helpful, something fun, looking for colors, finding things. You know, and they get to pick. They're in control because they're picking what they're finding. Okay. This is very fascinating, but I feel like this should be in like tip of the week. Not so that came up. What came up was I'm a genius. (laughs) Now, pray us home. Lord, help us to be constantly and repeatedly and always being transformed uh, to be more like you. Um, Help our your glory increase in us and help us to have our eyes open to the ways that our family lives and our personal individual lives can be made better and more like you. And in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please take a second to rate and subscribe to this podcast. It helps others to find us and to be hashtag blessed by the discussions that we have here. If you want to contact us, you can reach us on Instagram at Christ in the Chaos, or you can email us at Christ in the Chaos Pod at email.com. Until next week, we hope you have a peaceful week, but even if you don't, remember that you can find us and Jesus waiting for you in the chaos.